You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. This morning I want to minister to you the importance between Christ and the church, between a husband and a wife. The Bible teaches us in the book of Ephesians 5 that this is a mystery, the relationship between Christ and the church being compared to a man and a woman, husband and a wife. The Bible teaches us that this relationship between a husband and a wife when they get married, that it's a covenant. A covenant is the most binding commitment and all lasting relationships are based upon covenant. The reason why we see so many divorces today, unhappy marriages, is because people don't understand covenant. You need a revelation to understand what covenant is. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 25 verse 14 that the secret of the Lord is with those who fear Him and He will show them His covenant. You need God to reveal His covenant to you to be able to understand it. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs 2 verse 16. I'm reading from the New King James. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. The Bible teaches us here that we should not forget this covenant that we have with God. Remember, family, everything in a Christian's life Jesus Christ's ability that's become our ability, His righteousness that's become our righteousness is based on the covenant, the New Testament, the relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us that covenant is the thing that influences our prayers in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's this righteousness of God that's become our righteousness that causes the eyes of the Lord to be upon the righteous and His ears to be attentive to their prayers. Turn with me to Malachi chapter 2 verse 13. And this is the second thing you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying, so He does not regard the offering anymore, nor receive it with goodwill from your hands. Yet you say, for what reason? Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. But he did not make them one, having a remnant of the Spirit. And why one? He seeks godly offspring. Therefore take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. Today, many people are complaining that God is not answering their prayers. And Malachi records and he says, they're at the altar weeping and crying that God would answer their prayers. But he's not honoring their prayers because they're not honoring the covenant with their wives. As a Christian, your relationship with God depends far more on your relationship with the people around you than what you realize. If you are married, that covenant that you enjoy with your wife, God says, 
honor that covenant at all times. In the book of 1 Peter, we see that Jesus says that you must honor your wife, giving honor to her as the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. He's saying she's the weaker vessel. It doesn't mean she's weak. She's the finer porcelain. He says you have to honor her. Walk with her in wisdom so that your prayers may not be hindered. Many times our prayers are hindered because we are not faithful to the covenant between us and God, nor faithful in the covenant between ourselves and our wives. Unfaithfulness is breaking of covenant. You cannot be very spiritual if you do not protect the unity of the spirit between you and your wife, between yourself and God. God views covenant in a very serious light. You need a revelation to understand covenant. His covenant is a secret. His covenant is something that is hidden. But he says those that fear him, he will reveal his covenant to them. It's your relationship with God. Depends far more on your relationship with your wife when you are married than what you realize. Because when your relationship with your wife is not right, the Bible says, it affects or hinders your prayers. As a man, as the head of the home, I want you to take note of the importance of covenant. Even leadership in the church is based upon the home, the relationship that we have at home. Your ability to rule well in the church is based on your ability to rule your home very well. Home is the model of the church, and the church cannot be stronger than your home. 1 Timothy teaches us, 1 Timothy 3 verse 4, let's turn there. 1 Timothy 3 4, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? So many times we want people to go out and be a pastor and to minister, but their own homes they cannot minister. Family, what happens in your house, the atmosphere at home should be what happens at church, should be the atmosphere at church. The peace and the love that you find at church is what you should experience when you go into a person's home. When it comes to relationship and family, even us not being able to have church right now, or when we have church, it's only 50 people that are here. Sometimes for three months and six months, even sometimes for longer, people have to work abroad and they can communicate with each other via Zoom or FaceTime or WhatsApp call, and you can see that person. And that's what we've been doing right now as the church. We've been communicating and sharing the word via different platforms and mediums. But that's not church. That's almost church. But if you, after a while, think, well, it's okay. I'm just going to see the person on FaceTime or on a WhatsApp call. There's something wrong. 
Your desire is to be with that person again because you love that person. In the same way, when it comes to church, many of us have established a habit already for the past two to three months. It's become a habit to watch church or be part of the church via the internet or TV or maybe Zoom. But that's not church. That habit where you say, oh, that's fine. This is new church for me. There's something wrong in your love relationship. The Bible says, love the brotherhood. Any covenant requires sacrifice. For us to enjoy the benefits of the Lord Jesus Christ, a sacrifice had to be made. And because of that sacrifice, we enjoy all the benefits. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalm 50, verse 5. Gather my saints together to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. He teaches us, and he's saying, gather my saints, my holy ones. Church, I want to tell you something. The church is holy. Like marriage is holy. Like the Sabbath is holy. Like you and me that have been washed by the blood of Jesus, it's holy. When something is holy, it means God is involved. He says, gather my saints, those who have entered into a relationship with me through sacrifice, a covenant through sacrifice. Any covenant in the Old Testament required a sacrifice. Family, to come to church sometimes is a sacrifice. But when you know that whatever you are sacrificing or bringing, whether it's your time, whether it's your strength, whether it's the gifts that God has given you. When you know God has given you that gift, that strength, we are just merely giving back to God what he has given to us. Then nothing becomes too much. As we approach the last days, and I think everybody can acknowledge that we are living closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ than ever before. As the church, we should take heed and view all our actions in the light of God's Word. The Bible teaches us in Hebrews 10 verse 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day Approaching Family, it teaches us that in the last days, as we see this day approaching, some will have the habit of not going to church. Not saying they're not Christians. They've got the manner of not going to church. I want to speak to Christians that have formed the habit, that have purposed in their hearts to say, this is my new church, just to watch on the TV or the internet. It's not Bible. There's a danger in it. You were never made just to receive. You were made to give. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. We have to be very careful. We have to look and see what the Bible says about the end times so that we as Christians can be ready because we have to endure to the end. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Remember, we're talking about the importance of Christ and the church between husbands and wives. Turn with me in your Bible to the book of 2 Timothy 3, 
verse 1. And here the Bible gives us warning concerning the end times. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. Christianity is all about Christ being formed on the inside of us. The Bible warns us and says in the last days. Remember, the Bible is written to Christians. So it's saying there will be Christians that will be unloving, unforgiving. It mentions a lot of things, but there's three things that they say that the Word of God says that they will love. Number one, they will love themselves. Number two, they will love money. And number three, they will love pleasure more than what they would love God. Family, it's the love of self that destroys marriages. The love of self is the cause of friendships being broken up, marriages being broken up. It's the love of self that causes churches to be broken up. Love of money is the root of all evil. And it's the pleasure, the love of pleasure rather than God that turns one away from the grace of God. It's the love of self that says, I don't care what you want, but this is what I want. That's how people split churches, how marriages are broken. I don't care what you want. This is what I want. I know what I want and I will do what I want even if it hurts you. It's all about me, myself, and I. The love of self. Ask yourself how many times have you said, I feel. I don't feel this. It's not about your feelings, family. It's about doing what is right and honoring that covenant. If it was all about feelings, how do you think Jesus felt on the cross when he was dying for your sin and dying for my sin? In our generation, there's so many unhappy marriages because the approach is, what can I get than rather what can I give? Remember, God so loved the world that he gave. We should enter into relationships with a love that wants to give. Give love. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, you're a life giving spirit. But so many times we enter into relationships not to give love, but to get love. And when you come in with that approach, it's all about yourself. In the last days, the Bible warns us in the book of Matthew chapter 10. Remember, Jesus speaking here to believers. And verse 10, he said, And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. He says in those last days, Christians will become offended. They will hate one another. They will betray each other. He says there will be false prophets that will start to deceive many. Verse 12 says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. 
but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Family, because of lawlessness, we live in a time, just look around us, how much lawlessness, how many women are being murdered on the news, we're seeing it, lawlessness, people doing things that they shouldn't do. The Bible says because of this lawlessness, this corruption, the love of many will grow cold. How much murder has increased? How much rape has increased? Family, make sure that your love for God remains. People get offended by the smallest little thing and they end a relationship. This is the warning for the last days. People in a marriage, in a covenant, a promise that they've made to God, a small little thing offends you and you don't honor that covenant anymore. It's not how you start but it's how you finish. The Bible speaks about it so often that you have to endure until the end. He who endures to the end will obtain the crown. So that blessing is there for us to endure. Jesus endured the cross. Family, in our marriage relationship, sometimes we endure things. But I want to encourage you to know that according to the Word of God, marriage originated in the mind of God. Marriage is not an experiment, but a commitment. Marriage is not an experiment, but it's a commitment. The same is true of church. Church is not an experiment, something that you try out. It's a commitment that we make. When you make that commitment, the grace is released into that marriage we do that by faith. Job 31 verse 1. Job says something very profound. He says, I've made a covenant with my eyes. I don't even look upon a young woman. The one translation says, he does not even look upon a virgin. Family, in our marriage relationship... We should make a covenant with our eyes. I want to speak to men and even women. But Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. I don't even look upon a young woman. Have you made a covenant with your eyes? If you are breaking the covenant by looking at things that are wrong, TV programs that are wrong, let me just call it pornography. When you're looking at pornography lustfully, the Bible says... If you look upon a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. You are breaking covenant and you are crying and saying, Lord, why are you not listening to my prayers? Because you're not honoring that covenant. You cannot say I'm not committing adultery because you've not jumped in bed with a person. The Bible says when you look lustfully upon a woman, you've committed adultery already. Marriage is a holy union, a covenant. You need God to reveal it to you so that he can lead and can guide you when it comes to that. I think sometimes we can say marriage is a risk because you never know who you're going to marry. That's why you have to do it by faith and you have to allow God to help you in choosing your partner. And those that are in a marriage, and maybe you got saved and your partner is not saved yet, 
you can offer your prayers and God can still touch and change that person because remember, you are number one in a covenant with God linked up with His holiness and His goodness and His mercy to affect the people around you. I thank God that He chose my wife for me, an English free state princess that had to come up to Gauteng so that we can get married. We can miss it, but God will never miss it. I'm so grateful that God chose her and brought her into my life. It's, it's really the success and, and part of the success story of my, of my life and of our ministry. A husband's success is seen in his wife, and the wife's success is seen in her husband. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 7 teaches us that woman is the glory of man. See, if I'm successful as a husband, look at my wife. Woman is the glory of man. If you truly want to see how it's going with a man, look at his wife. The man will always be smiling, make that as if everything is perfect. But look at the wife. Look, at see, look and see what she looks like because she's the glory of man. Amen. In the same way, the church is the bride. Christ is the husband or likened to the husband. Jesus we the husband, the wife, the church. It's his prize possession. It's his pride. He himself is busy preparing his bride for himself to be one without spot, without wrinkle, to be perfect. Oh, family, the church is the reservoir of God's power. It's very important in the same way as Christ gives security to the church that a husband should give security to his wife. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs 31 verse 10. And if you look at that, you see this is the story about a virtuous woman or a successful woman. And if you look at this woman in Proverbs 31, it starts with a husband and it ends with her husband. Verse 11 says that he trusts her. He trusts her. Why? Because all the things that she's doing, if you don't trust her, you need to support her in what she is doing. What she is doing in helping you has an impact upon your own life. Think about Christ. Think about the church. Think about the man. Think about the wife. The things that the church is doing, the things that the church is involved in, it glorifies the name of Jesus. In the same way, that things that the wife is busy with has an impact Upon the man's life. Verse 23 says, He is seated in the gates. He is seated in that place of honor. Why? Because of all the things that she is doing. His position of honor is because she is working hard. She is doing a lot of things. Never 
take your wife for granted. To be a successful wife today is very hard work. Many women today, many wives today, they're looking after the children. They're running households. They're keeping everybody happy. It's a hard job. Never take her for granted. Amen. In the same way, I want to say never take the church for granted what it means, what it's doing for you, how it's helping you. The last thing, verse 28 says, He gives honor to her. He gives glory to her. He praises her as his wife. We cannot pay our wives in money what they are worth, but we can praise them. We can thank them. I want to encourage you don't take for granted anything that your wife has done. Remember, Jesus said that he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The church is the reservoir of God's power. It's a very close relationship between a husband and a wife. The original purpose of the man and the wife from the beginning was to have dominion. When God created them in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and verse 28, we can see that God blessed them and he gave them dominion and he told them to be fruitful. Family, this union between a husband and a wife, when they're in harmony, it's much easier to exercise their dominion when they are in unity. Remember, the man was created first and then the wife was created. But when the wife was created, when Adam saw her, he said, she is bone of my bone, she is flesh of my flesh. He saw her and acknowledged her as his equal. God knew that two believers are better than one. He wanted them to be in union, in unity, in harmony. When a husband and a wife is in unity, in harmony, it's much easier to exercise dominion. Remember Matthew 18 verse 18 teaches us, where two or more agree upon anything in my name, the minimum to bind and to loose is two. When a husband and a wife is in union, in harmony, whatever they bind will be bound. Whatever they loose will be loosed. Sometimes we say, God, what should I loose? What should I bind? Jesus said, what you decide is what I'm going to do. If you say this thing must be loosed, I'm going to lose it. If you say this must be bound, I'm going to bind it. It is often not what God says, what will be done, but it's what you decide that God will do. It's Job 22 verse 28 says that you will decide a thing and you will decree it and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Family, as an ambassador, as somebody that's in covenant with God, you can decide a thing and decree and declare it and it will be established and the light of God's favor will shine Upon all your ways. The moment you say it here on earth, it's done in heaven. The moment you bind it here on earth, it's bound in heaven. It is the two of you that agree 
to do it for God. To be in harmony with God is to be in harmony with His Word, to be in harmony with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing worse than music that's not in harmony. I cannot personally sing. I often try to do it, but my wife and my children, they can sing. But it's almost worse when you're almost in harmony than not being in harmony at all. There's no such thing as a marriage that's almost in harmony. You're either in harmony or you're not in harmony. It's a very simple principle. The Bible teaches us in Amos 3 verse 3, how can two walk together unless they agree? The Bible teaches where two or more agree. Family, make that decision to walk with one another. When you see a husband and a wife holding hands, moving in the same direction, you can see they are in agreement. Sometimes you just have to take that step to start to walk in agreement. The secret, one of the secrets to this ministry's success is the harmony between my wife and myself. Protecting that unity, protecting that harmony. Family, the Word of God teaches us in the book of Ephesians that this relationship, this mystery between Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, the husband and the wife. He says it's very easy if you have revelation of this covenant, of this mystery, You'll understand how to communicate with each other when you know how you communicate with Christ. The commitment that Christ has towards the church, laying his life down for the church, making sacrifices for the church, loving the church, dealing with us with grace and mercy. Husband, in the same way, deal with your wife. Love her. Encourage her. Support her in the same way as the bride the wife communicates with Christ is the same that's required of the wife towards her husband this is a relationship based on a covenant with mutual trust mutual commitment mutual love mutual sacrifice where nothing is too much Ephesians 5 verse 22 teaches us Wives submitting to their husbands. And verse 25, husbands loving your wives. It's this submitting to the wife does not mean that she's inferior to her husband. Because Adam already acknowledged in Genesis, she's bone of my bones. She's flesh of my flesh. And we know that Paul wrote in Corinthians that he that is in Christ is a, is a new creation. And there's no difference between male and female. But in this marriage union, for one to take the lead, I mean to keep the harmony, one has to follow. If you look at the verse just before that, it says, Submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to hate sin. So the idea is for them to walk in unity. The fear of the Lord is to hate sin, allowing the Word of God to lead and to guide them to be a lamp around their feet. For husbands and wife to be in harmony. It's not a thing, I want to bind this. And the wife says, no, I want to lose this. And you say, well, you have to submit. No, it's not about that. 
It's about coming in harmony and saying, let's agree. This is the word of God, what the word of God says. And they walk in harmony, in unity, in agreement. Surely, as church bride, you don't want to walk the whole time in submission. I now have to submit. I now have to submit. But you want to get to that place where you're in agreement, where your will has become His will. Because His word abides in you and you abide in Him. There's harmony. Whatever you ask Him now, He will do that. Amen. Family, Ephesians 4 teaches us, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working, by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This is the greatest desire of any pastor, to see that in the body of Christ, the church, every member finds its rightful place. And as you find your rightful place and you do what you're supposed to do, it builds up the body in love. Right now, so many people cannot come to church. Those that were serving cannot serve now. You're not at your rightful place. But once you find your rightful place, the body will start to build itself up in love. In conclusion, the Bible warns us that we have to be careful not to become lovers of ourselves, that it's all about what I want. Not to become lovers of money, that's the root of all evil. Not to become lovers of pleasure that destroys the grace of God when we run after those things ex instead of loving God. He says, but take note, focus and see that here's Christ, the head, and here's his body, the bride. This mystery between Christ and the body of Christ is the same mystery between a husband and a wife. When you understand this covenant, you'll start to love God more, start to love your wife more, and you'll realize that it's all about Jesus, what he's doing in your life and through your life, that he's given us the special grace to have revelation and understanding of this new covenant, New Testament, based upon better promises, a better covenant where God deals with us according to his grace and his mercy, where his strength, his ability has become our ability. As husbands, your strength, let it become her strength. Wives, your strength, let it become his strength. And let there be harmony and unity so that we can love God and love people. Selah. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, thank you that you grant unto us revelation and understanding of this covenant that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ, that while we hated you, wanted nothing to do with you, Lord, you loved us. You gave yourself and married us, made yourself one with us, O oh Lord. Grant unto us hearts with understanding, Lord, hearts that are quick to forgive, heart that does not bear grudges, O oh Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Help us in the last days that our words will be as pure, as holy as yours. We ask, Holy Spirit, act in us. 
that our thoughts will be holy, acting us, that our words will be holy, acting us, that our deeds will be holy. Help us, Lord, to honor the covenant with you, to honor the covenant with our spouse, O oh Lord. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that in Jesus' mighty name. As your people, we come and we say we love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. We are spirit of the living God. Fall afresh upon us and enter our souls right now. Touch and change our hearts to do your will now and forever. Touch and change our hearts to honor your covenant now and forever, O oh Lord. Take more of us and give us more of you. Lord, help us that everything about us will be everything about you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.